0: And we're back to another illustrious episode on 187.4 Before the Three Count. I'm your host, the unnamed host, a.k.a. your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, uh, alongside joined with my other host.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, the Eggman, a.k.a. <laughs> Osiris,
0: Spelled with the U.S., not with an I-S.
1: Exactly. Think U.S., not ISIS.
0: Exactly (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so uh, Another wild, wacky uh, Week of professional wrestling I guess we should just Jump jump off uh, With the newest release uh, The newest free agent uh, Cesaro A.K.A. What was his Independent name? Like Claudio Claudio
1: Castagnoli
0: Exactly Uh, One half of the Kings of wrestling The big Swede Yes. Um, has what did he ask for his release or his contract is silently ended?
1: So it sounds like his contract silently ended. And okay. uh, the rumor and innuendo is that uh, WWE made an offer to him a while back, right? Um, he rejected it. Okay, and then so, they're kind of like, Well, all right, we'll just let your contract go.
0: <laughs> like, so basically, they uh, lowballed him. He probably didn't want to leave, but he was like, Yeah, this is uh. I can't do this for a handshake and two hot dogs. You got to up it up to at least three, and we can you know work on something.
1: Right, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, he was probably of the opinion of you know if he's just gonna handshake and two do hot dogs, he can yep. do that
0: on the indies
1: or or elsewhere.
0: Yeah, um, I always was curious when these big name stars go on the indie circuit. Obviously, they probably won't make full potential of what they made with Vincent Company, but do they make a closer amount that they still Don't have to, you know. They can sleep soundly at night. So here's the thing on that, and
1: and I mean, of course, everybody's got their own deals and numbers, and and I do not know everybody's deals and numbers. Okay, Uh, but I do know uh, one particular superstar uh, whose name I will not mention. Mm -hmm. uh, But he currently works for WWE. Okay, when he was on the Indies, he was probably the biggest name on the Indies. And at the time, he was a world heavyweight champion for one of the biggest companies in the world. That's mm-hmm. not WWE, and this is before AEW existed. Okay. Uh, so I'll let people do their math and, and try to figure this one out. Okay. Um, and you could say he was number one with a bullet. I will uh, give that little hint. <laughs> uh, and uh, he wrestled a uh, good friend of mine, uh, who we've actually had on the show, Mark Moment. hmm And uh so there's another hint for people, to maybe go back to that episode and listen. Maybe we talked about it there.
0: Shout and, out to, uh, to Moment.
1: Yes, yep, shout out to Moment. <laughs> and uh he he cost two grand plus travel uh for the show.
0: Okay. So that's not uh, bad. Make two grand in a night?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, when you when you consider it like that, that's not bad at all. Two grand I mean obviously
0: you have to set aside a certain percentage for taxes, but still be walking away with a decent amount.
1: Yes, but you know everything is relative, and uh and so that's why I say I'm like you're not going to make close to what you would make in WWE because even let's say you're making two grand a night, and he was a top top name, yeah, you know? mm-hmm. uh, and like I said, a current world champion for one of the biggest companies in the world, uh, and he was getting two grand, you know, in travel. Now you uh, you got to ask the question: how many nights? can you do that you know mm-hmm. um, and, and let's say he did it twice a week well, well you're looking at about 200 grand a year which yeah. I mean that's really good money right um, but the rumor and innuendo is right now he uh, with WWE is making 3 million a year uh,
0: with a new contract oh uh, okay so, yeah, so, but also they have to pay for their own rental and uh, hotel accommodations right
1: Yes. Um, yes, they do. But with that being said, I mean, you still can't compare $3 million to two hundred grand. Right. And, and even let's say he wrestled three times a week. I mean, you can't compare $3 million to three hundred grand. Like, there's still just two totally different worlds. Uh, and the rumor and innuendo is with his new contract, he, uh, mm-hmm. they, they're taking care of some of his bus, uh, bus expenses. Because oh, he okay. has his own uh, tour bus.
0: Now, is the schedule pretty much the same, or are you putting more wear and tear with you know, WWE compared to the Indy League?
1: I would say right now, with the way things are post-pandemic, yep. uh, you could say the schedules are pretty much the same. Um, oh. You know, you're working either Raw or SmackDown. Okay. Uh, there's only, I think is the only guy that's doing both. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you're either working Raw or SmackDown and you got two house shows on the weekend. I, I think right now that's all they're doing.
0: Oh, all okay. All right, so... Yeah, so it might... In today's day and age, best just to stick with, you know, Vince and, and For sure. So, I guess you know, if you it, want your own... You now, if you want your own freedom in regards to your character and how you want to be booked and, you know, how you want to show yourself to the fans, then you might want to, you know, rock with the... Uh, on the independent scene. You know, which... <laughs> Now, I guess segue in towards <clears throat> uh E3 and uh Ron Strowman's uh new promotion because that's big headline of you know control your narrative, what they're trying to you know spearhead uh in regards to that. Um, yes, so I mean, well, I guess so. Since you're uh you know in the in the biz, what do you prefer in regards to would you want to have? Not to be coddled with Vincent, but almost have everything a-, a la carte and make decent money at it, or do you want to, like, like I said, E three and you know Strowman control your narrative and still make decent decent bank?
1: Well, I mean, for me personally, yep. And you know, this is a great question because uh, I actually applied to try to get on the control your narrative uh, mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see what comes of that um but uh, if i had my druthers mm-hmm. just because of my age and lifestyle and situation mm-hmm. i would much rather have a wwe contract because mm-hmm. uh, uh, i mean it's relative safety of course they can release you at any time
0: correct case still contractual employee
1: yes uh, but with that being said, if you can either be a top guy or stay under the radar, I feel like... <laughs> together.
0: Yeah, don't fly too too close to the sun like Icarus.
1: Right, right. You know, um, but if you can do one of those two things, I think you've got a good amount of job security there, and it's, right. a, it's a guaranteed paycheck every week.
0: Correct. Now, but do you, do you... Is your character your main, like, not concern, but like, do you prioritize that because you know they might give you a gimmick that you are not you know not comfortable or that you just don't you know dig uh, or that doesn't really you know matter in, in the long scheme of things
1: um and again everything's relative so if you would have asked me this question 15 years ago yes I would have been like, oh, like my character is everything because I actually, I, I one of the reasons why I never did like security and stuff like that for WWE yep. was yep. I was like, I don't want to be seen as a jobber. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I want to always be seen as a top guy. Okay, um, you know, looking <laughs> back on it, I'm like, man, like I should have done some of those experiences, uh, <laughs> you know, do security for WWE and like, you know, be a jobber. It, it's okay. Like, I mean, look at Matt Jackson. He was a jobber and getting jobbed out by Big Show and. He's one of the biggest stars in the world.
0: Really? So the Young Bucks were actually in the WWE at one time?
1: Matt Jackson. I don't know if Nick was.
0: Okay. Um, as an but... enhancement talent?
1: Yeah. Yep. Just as enhancement talent.
0: I do not... Oh, was this during the, like what era? Ruthless Aggression? or? Yeah,
1: this was Ruthless Aggression era.
0: Okay. All right. Wow. <clears throat> Going to have to um, see if there's any clips on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there, the...
1: definitely, there definitely is. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, because I know the Hardys were, at, I've seen footage of that. Like, I think there was a match with Jeff against Razor Ramon way back in the day. Or even, yes. I forget which one.
1: Yes, no, you're right. It was Jeff.
0: And yeah, they had like, their, their tie was like a, they had like the long tassels and it was very cross colors, bright colors type of look at the time. Yes,
1: they looked like the Rockers.
0: Yeah, but like a, not newer version, but just a different Color scheme, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no. So yeah. So back. So you you now, uh, like you said, uh, in retrospect, you you know, prefer to control your your character, your persona, your gimmick. But uh, what what do you see different now? We you, you eased up on that, you know, uh, point of view
1: uh, just different understanding of life and different life situation. Um, you know, so I'm at a stage of life where it's like, I've got to, I've got to really think about my finances and my family. And you know, not like I have kids. Um, but you know, it's me and my girlfriend and we've got a house and all the things. So you gotta, you gotta take those things into account. Right. Um, and I think of it like, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, he did an interview, um, And he was asked if he was upset about how he was booked with WWE. Yep. And he said he wasn't because he had already done his art. Right. And so now he's at a stage of life where he's okay with just collecting a paycheck. He gets Mm -hmm. to live in Florida, go Mm -hmm. surfing when he wants to. And he's very happy about that. Right. And uh, I can definitely relate to and understand that.
0: But if you did work with uh, the WWE, their schedule is very... Tough to maintain a social life, relationship, just normal living in regards to you constantly on the road. So would that pose any issue in regards to you know that same situation for yourself? Since you just mentioned you know with family and all that type of you know accommodations.
1: <clears throat> I mean, the schedule these days is a lot lighter than it was okay. when I was coming up. Okay. Um, so I mean, if you're working raw. Uh, actually, either Raw or SmackDown, because they bookend. Right. But if you're working Raw, you're working like Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Mm-hmm. If you're working SmackDown, you're working Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
0: And NXT's just one night a yeah. week? Yeah, okay.
1: yep, NXT's just one night a week. They don't even have house shows. Actually, that's not true. They do sometimes do house shows, but not regularly. Okay. Uh, and, and their house shows are all in Florida. Right. Uh, so so yeah so the schedule and lifestyle is very different now than when I was first coming up and you were right. there you know five six nights a week right uh, when you include travel right um, so so yeah I mean I could definitely do uh, you know maintain my relationship if anything I would probably have more time <laughs> if, <laughs> if I was on their schedule right now right uh, because my current uh, day job schedule uh, keeps me working till nine p.m. at night. Uh, and, you know, Sunday through Thursday. Ooh. So, like, Sunday, I don't get to spend any time, uh, you know, with the queen. Right. Uh, and, you know, during the week, really, Monday through Thursday, same thing. Uh, by the time I'm getting out of work, like, she's getting ready for bed. Oh, okay. uh, <clears throat> So, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm like, oh, that schedule would actually work better than my, my current schedule. And I'd be making a lot <laughs> more money.
0: Yes, yeah, uh, so well, especially if you, if you were on uh, NXT, because, like you say, it was down in Florida. So your money would be able to stretch uh, a lot longer, you know, because the price of living is much affordable uh, currently down there. Definitely.
1: Although, with that being said, the Yo. developmental deals aren't that great still.
0: Um, no, really.
1: Unless you're a big name.
0: Yes. So if you're like a um, uh, 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 Braun Breaker, mm. making mm-hmm. decent, 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 you know, money hopefully yeah
1: i, I assume okay. he's making decent money okay um i think his dad probably would have helped with negotiations and right all that sort of thing but if you're right. like a nobody
0: yeah just a coming in there,
1: yeah yep uh you're making 400 to 500 bucks a week
0: uh, all right so so four for out of a month that's uh 1600 to 1600. two grand a month. But all right, but you're down in Florida. Yeah,
1: so your money's going farther.
0: So, yeah, and rent is probably not as, you know, hopefully not as high uh, as it is up here. Um,
1: but you're still, I mean, you know, you're not making major money.
0: But hey, but you're only, in theory, working four times out that month. So, two grand for four, working four times a month.
1: Well, not too but, but it, it, no, because now you—if you're at NXT, you, you got to be at the performance center every day.
0: Oh, okay. So, but that's like so yeah, it's like, yeah. that's like going to school, though, right? It's just like a yeah. handful of hours of perfecting your craft. So, I mean, that's not too bad if you really love what you do.
1: No, for sure. But just financially, like
0: you know, it, it's yeah,
1: is relative. If I'm you're curious, so I wonder if uh, any of
0: ah, uh, that's right. But I'm curious if any of the um, other NXT, uh, you know, performance. Wrestlers, if they also have, like, any side gigs on the side, you know, for just extra income.
1: From what I understand, they do not because there's just no time. Oh, So how how many hours are they putting in a day at the performance center? Oh, you might be there for 10 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they they get you there in the morning for class. Okay. Then you take a break for lunch. Then you got strength training. Okay. Then you take a break for or a second lunch or whatever, (laughs) you know. And then, uh, And then after that, you got more class, more
0: more drill. Now, when you say class, are they in in ring class? Because that's a lot of – you're putting a lot of mileage on your body just there. Or are we talking about, like, desk and chair class?
1: It'll be be both, in ring or desk and chair where you're studying tapes and things.
0: Okay, yeah, because you don't want – if you're a company, you don't want to injure your, you know, upcoming crop of wrestlers with this consistent, you know – Training. <laughs>
1: um, it, it's it, it's funny. It, number one, it's kind of necessary because the, the body needs to callus up and get used to like, especially most of these guys have never wrestled before. Okay, they, they've got to get used to hitting the ropes and like let their body like feel that daily. Okay, um, to get used to because it, it hurts when you first start
0: doing it. Really? Yeah. Yep. But the ropes are made out of rubber, correct?
1: No, it's metal wires and and coated in rubber.
0: Okay, so how much? padding is there on the ropes not before a you lot. get to the wire <laughs> really not a lot yeah so when you get thrown into the ropes um is it like a like a bite type of thing on your skin or is it just like a like a like, sand, like sandpaper you know scratch up against like what's the sensation
1: um like a bruising i would say like a bruising it's because it's rubber so it's you know it's rubber rubbing your skin and that's not horrible, but because it's metal right. wire, because you're hitting it with your body as hard as you can uh-huh. to, to bounce off of it, um, it's just, I mean, it's digging into you. Um, really? Into your lower back and into your hip, yeah. Huh. Uh-huh. So a lot of yep. people, when they first start wrestling, that's like yep. the first, especially like celebrities and things like that. Yeah. They, they, You know, and everyone's like, oh, it's all fake and like whatever. And then they hit the ropes and like, wait, that hurts? Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay all right oh wow I just learned something new um yeah so that might suck then if you have to run the ropes several times uh, a day then you would think you would see more um cuts and you know bruises on like around the rib cage or underneath the where the armpit is where you guys usually
1: well when guys first start training you Mm -hmm. do that Uh, oh I said the body calluses and then you get used to it and it it doesn't happen anymore
0: really yeah Oh, okay. Okay. So what other parts of the ring that we th- might be gimmicked that is actually painful to hit? Like the turnbuckle padding or is that also painful to hit?
1: Um, the turnbuckle padding depends how hard you throw yourself into it. mm mm-hmm. um, But I don't find it that bad at this point. But yeah, when I first started, especially like you get whipped by a big strong guy. Yep. and it's just like whoa bam like right into it and, and yep. when they're first teaching you especially they're like yeah. learning how to hit everything at once and that's okay, how like,
0: you, so yeah. like so like the bottom of your like bottom of your back up to the top of your shoulders basically is all hitting in unison right okay. okay and that's
1: how you avoid it hurting and you know causing injury because it's spreading out the impact okay and uh, but yeah, when you're first learning it, yeah, that hurts, and then you're like, oh wait, now I got it down, you know. And then
0: it's oh yeah, you got it down. Okay, okay. Um, same thing with I I, I always heard that when people take bumps on the mat, it's if you don't hit it at the you know same thing all at once, you can sort of knock the wind out of you. Yes, completely. So what's the give with the spring though? Like, is that is the is it like a box spring? I need the ring to absorb. That's
1: gonna yep. vary from okay. ring to ring. Um, okay. I've never been in it, but from what I understand, WWE at the Performance Center they have yep. Yep. really bouncy rings.
0: Oh, that's good. Um, what's that? I said that's good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'd actually be really curious to feel it. Uh, but the rumor that I heard is like, yeah, like the Performance Center rings is the best ring you can bump in. Okay. Um, you know and they're trying to limit damage. Um, you know on the bodies in that regards. Right. Um, the old school wwe rings were horrible uh that's actually when i trained at uh, killer kowalski's he had the old yeah. i believe it was the wrestlemania 2 ring or at least one of them you okay. know? <laughs> and uh that one had a big uh, it's a train spring um okay. which it's just a big giant spring like imagine it like being the size of your body basically oh wow um, and that was underneath the ring but okay. the, the boards were basically like four solid boards with the spring. Um, so that was pretty painful. Um, nowadays, most rings are two by fours. Okay. And uh, what that does, and that's something actually, I believe Shawn Michaels changed the business uh, in that regards. What do you mean? Because uh, the injuries that he had, like mm-hmm. everybody started switching to two by fours. I don't know what company had it first. It was definitely mm-hmm. not WWE. Okay. Um, but when small, basically the the big rings were designed for really big guys. Okay. And they could hold up to you know all the abuse and everything else, and they made great sound. But for the smaller guys, like it really hurts, especially because smaller guys were bumping more. Right. Um, so they switched to two by fours, which uh, have more give in them.
0: Okay.
1: Because uh, it's multiple absorption. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And okay. Uh, and so that is a lot better to land on. But then you still got at, at the end of the day. I mean, it's a steel ring with with wood two by fours. <laughs> so the, the next thing that's going to determine how that feels is the padding. Okay. Um, and that's going to vary from company to company. Um, I assume based on budget. Okay. Uh, Evolve, I thought, had one of the better rings I've ever bumped in. Um, great padding uh solid ring no loose spots that's another thing you got to watch out for on the indies especially mm-hmm. um, some of these companies they cut corners or they they don't have the budget to fix things when they break and uh so you could get in a ring and a you know the board might be loose somewhere and that's how you can sprain or break an ankle and things like that you got to watch out for
0: yeah i was always curious um uh, when you guys uh taking your bumps and bruises in the ring is there like a do you like to have it in in the middle of the rings that would like the most of the spring is to absorb like it was a little more cushion or do you like on the, the edges of the like where is it the best section of the ring to take uh bumps
1: the center for sure the center is the best okay yeah yeah, the center of the ring is where you're gonna have the most bounce and give okay um you know, and just uh, for anybody at home, it's like, you know, think of, I, I don't know why it's the first thing that comes to my mind, but think of a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you want to break a pencil, the best right. place to break it is in the middle. Right. That's where it's got the most bend. Right. <clears throat> and uh, so, same thing, you know, now you've just basically got a ring lined of pencils and you want to land in the middle where it's got the most bend.
0: Okay. All right. So, when you guys are taking, not bumps, but like, say if you're taking like, you're doing like elbow drops off the, the turnbuckle or just any aerial move and you're not landing on your back. How do you brace yourself with the rest of your body when you're, you know, trying to A, not injure your opponent uh, as well as not injuring yourself?
1: Yes. Um, so elbow drops, a great example of one of those things <laughs> like it's just going to be rough.
0: Um, okay. <laughs> There's no <laughs> bracing whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I mean, there there is the best you can, but you're coming down on your hip. Um, and there's no way to avoid that without like driving your elbow into your opponent. <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, you know. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, it's mostly it's most of what your armpit. Yeah, yep. Okay.
1: Mostly armpit and tricep. The
0: tricep, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. But what's that gives the illusion of it being the elbow. Yep. Um but but yeah, you you know, you're ultimately you're just coming down on your hip and there's you do that night after night, you're going to have damage, like, It just it is what it is. That's why uh, Matt Hardy had to stop doing uh, the leg drop. Oh really? Uh, yes. Yep. It was causing a lot of damage because when you do the leg drop, all that weight's just coming right down on your tailbone.
0: So you think he's not hitting on one? He's not landing on one side of his cheeks?
1: Uh, no. It's it's okay. pretty much down the middle. That that's what you want.
0: Because he was doing one leg drop, so that's why I was curious, like how he was hitting his tailbone if he was not doing like a two like leg drop. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean? Like if you if he's doing like a because he, he did off the middle, the middle turnbuckle. I think he did like his left leg. So why that allow your like your right butt cheek to absorb all of that like impact.
1: I got you. So so no, because ultimately you're coming down on both butt cheeks. Your legs are bent, and so that's where when you. But land... one is
0: higher than the other, right? One leg's higher than you're not. Both legs um, not landing. You know what I'm saying?
1: I got you. Ideally, you want to try to land. Flat on the butt with both legs bent and coming down.
0: Okay.
1: Um, You may, I mean, you know, we're now we're talking physics. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you know, that's the great thing about the show for people listening. You know, you never know you might get a good math lesson. Uh, (laughs) But but ultimately, yeah, it's really hard to control. You're jumping, coming down. You want to spread as much as possible, right. but you also want to make sure you're not hurting your opponent. And yeah, you right. probably are going to come down a little bit more on one cheek than the other.
0: um Just math, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because I always wonder, like, when you got these guys that have finishers as, you know, top era moves, like Randy Savage or, um, you know, just anybody who was like a high flyer and then landing on the mat, I'm just like, like why would you want to use that as like your? day after day after day move where you could be taking so much you know pain from it
1: (laughs) and I mean simple answer to that when you're young you don't think about it you know
0: Ah. not until it's
1: built up over years like look at Hogan Hogan said the leg drop you know with that being his finisher that really messed up his hips and everything
0: true true yeah which is crazy too because he never really got a lot of height off of it
1: um sometimes he did
0: oh towards his uh, his uh, earlier career
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, that yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm surprised like uh when with like Divon and you know Bubba did the what's up bump, you know, Devon did the head dive off. I'm surprised he hasn't had like any like ligament damage with his neck or nothing like that.
1: Yes, actually, that's a great point. And uh with the uh well to his neck as <laughs> as funny as this is going to sound <laughs> Ideally, and if you watch him, he's turning his head in the air, right. And uh, so he's coming down on the side of his head, basically into his opponent's lap.
0: Yeah, and yes, yeah, turning his head towards like so, his ear is basically like hitting the opponent's body. Right. Yeah.
1: And so with it being that kind of a situation, um, you know, that's that's what's protecting the neck. Right. Um, you know, really, the the weight coming down is coming down on his legs. And uh, I would have to watch a video in slow motion to really capture it. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, he's probably coming down knees and feet first.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, um, all right, well, uh, Dynamite. Dynamite Kid. Yes, he was he, going. He, he, was... he
1: just flung himself. Yeah. And uh, and we see all the damage that did to his body.
0: Well, that really didn't do the damage. It was, wasn't... Um, didn't he have, like, a, a back injury from a, a spot?
1: Yes. Yes, but also... So, it was a mix of things, though. Okay. Um, but yes, the back injury, I feel like he took a bad bump in a WWE or Japan ring. I don't remember now. Yeah, same here. Um, but beyond that, like, yeah, they, and I mean, they, they showed it with Benoit. Uh, they, they actually yeah. did the CT scan. That diving
0: headbutt, you know, because of the way he did it,
1: right. it really damaged, you
0: know, his neck. And Did uh, Harley Race have issues with it? He had a similar spot if I'm not correct.
1: Yeah, Harley Race, not as much. He protected himself more. Okay. Um, but it's funny, Harley Race actually in interviews has said he regrets uh, inventing that because he says he was the inventor of the diving headbutt. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, it's uh I am curious to know what to see moves of um the past that had any you know, physical deterioration of the bodies with rest performance going forward this see Because uh, it's sort of, you wouldn't think it, but like, you know, we all know that you guys are professionals, but like that these moves still have lasting impact on the body. It's sort of remarkable when you think about it.
1: It is. No, it really is. Um, and that's, I mean, the amazingness of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and unfortunately, because everyone's like, oh, it's a work, it's fake. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's it's not, and it doesn't get the respect it deserves uh, because people don't understand it. Uh, I didn't actually watch the interview, but uh, I saw on YouTube, there was an interview with Ken Shamrock. And
0: -hmm. the headline
1: was, you know, Ken Shamrock talks about how pro wrestling was much harder for him than MMA. Oh, wow. And I'm sure it is. I'm like, it's it's counterintuitive um you know in mma you, you want to protect yourself um uh, in wrestling you're giving yourself and hurting yourself you're saying oh go ahead slam me down you
0: know <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, um i wonder if with like taker then with him doing a tombstone for several decades with the impact on his knees you know
1: uh, I, i'm gonna say it's pretty pretty intensive because uh yeah. you watch him in the last ride uh, documentary, and uh, you know, he's moving slow. He's a big, tall guy, that also doesn't help.
0: And he's up there in age,
1: right? You know, so all those things, but yeah, he moves around a little slow. He's got to put right. his knee sleeves on and do his DDP yoga, and you know, all that. Which I mean, I'm a big fan of DDP yoga, actually. I was doing it for a while. I want to get back into it at some point,
0: okay? Okay, <clears throat> uh, yeah, real, a- yeah, go ahead. On- no, I was going to say, so going, going back to uh, controlling, you know, the gimmick uh, and your persona uh, with EC3s, since you said you, um, so did you submit uh, a, a video packaging? Because I, I heard that they want to do something similar to like a cinematic promotion.
1: Yeah, so I'm very curious what the promotion's actually going to be like when they start running shows in front of right. a
0: crowd. Right.
1: Because uh, so far, yeah, they've done cinematic productions.
0: Yeah, so I was curious, did you send in, like, a cinematic uh, reel to, you know, send to them?
1: I did not. Oh. Um, they, it, it's funny. Uh, so they said, don't think like a wrestler. Okay. Uh, they are like, you know, they are like, we want something different. Okay. Um, so, so what I sent to them was... Uh, Back on January 31st, I entered the Beat PJ Contest uh, by Blackstone Labs. Shout out to them. Uh, If you're looking for a discount, use code OSIRIS underscore the champ at BlackstoneLabs.com or head up emily.kate.closet on Instagram. Tell her Osiris the champ sent you. Uh, But anyways, uh, so back on January 31st, I had entered the Beat PJ Contest, which is basically a 90-day body transformation contest. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, yep. And uh for me, um, What
0: did you st- what was your what, did, what was your weight starting in the the contest?
1: Uh 202, I believe.
0: And what was your transformation weight? Well,
1: right now we're still still
0: Oh, living. still go still going in. So how long yeah, is yeah, the this going for?
1: 90 days.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah,
1: so it started January 31st. So we're like a month into it almost. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so it's going till the end of April. Um, okay. but uh, for me, it's my goal is uh, so I got really fat during COVID, um, <laughs> I, I gained 30 pounds. Um, Jeez. And uh, you know, I, I wasn't working out, I wasn't running, and uh, I was eating pretty crappy. Okay, and uh, <laughs> you know, so I got really out of shape for me. Um, Last year, I started working out again. We we we've, we've got this condo, and I've uh, been building a gym in the basement. Uh, what I, I like to now call the Iron Asylum, <laughs> and uh, you know, and uh, I've been getting in better shape. But it you know, it's something that takes time. So uh, and also, I was very off and on. Okay, uh, with it. Um, so in January, I saw the Beat PJ contest. I was like, you know what, I'm going to enter this. Um, you know, the number one place gets 10 grand um, wow. and uh, they, they want to see the biggest change in transformation. <laughs> mm-hmm. and transformation. Uh, and I was looking, you know, fluffy. We'll say. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, so I took some pictures of me not at my best at all, you know, and uh, yeah, so Didn't wait. yeah. Yep. And uh, so what I actually submitted to control your narrative was those same pictures.
0: Okay. And uh, okay. I explained to, what's that? No, I said, okay.
1: Yeah, yep. And uh, I explained to them that I was like, hey, like, this is me not at my best. Uh, by the time March 31st comes around, I'm still not going to be at my best. Uh, but I intend to be much better than, than where I started. Okay. And uh, I said to them, you know, I'm controlling my narrative. Uh, i getting myself in better shape, taking care of myself physically and mentally and all that good stuff. Yep. And I'd love the opportunity to, you know, show the world with them what that looks like okay uh so that was my thought i was like you know what that's very (laughs) anti-wrestling uh you know usually as a wrestler you want to present your best self at all times you you said them you know the 10 year old (laughs) (laughs) like like, yeah brother this is me Uh, (laughs) Uh, all right cool yeah well definitely
0: uh, yeah definitely uh keep my fingers crossed that uh you know everything goes all. And A, the beat the PJ, as well as, uh, you know, getting onto the, uh, you know, control your narrative, uh, promotion. Uh-huh.
1: Yes. No, thank you. And, uh, I- I've got good feelings, high hopes, mm-hmm. um, the way I'm looking at it. Cause uh, I have, I've made really good progress in a short amount of time. hmm <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Uh, choking on my protein shake. <laughs> but, uh. Went down the wrong hole there uh, but yeah no i've made actually really good progress in a short amount of time um and it's just been about consistency and dedication as corny or as that may sound or as simple as that may sound
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's really been the key uh, you know quick segue from wrestling mm-hmm. uh just you know this is for everybody out there who going through their own fitness journey fitness battles mm-hmm. Um, I think the best thing you can do is find the workout program that you like the best because that's going to be the one that you stick to. Right. Uh, whatever that is. It might be playing sports. It might be lifting weights. It might be going for hikes. Uh, you know, whatever it is that you like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, do that thing. Um, for me, I like to lift weights and stuff like that. I actually found this guy on YouTube, uh, Chandler Marchman, uh, Coach... Coach uh, Mandler is what he's called, and uh, he uh, does kettlebell workouts, and uh, I don't have a lot of experience with kettlebells, but I have a lot of kettlebells, Uh, because when we moved here, uh, regular weights weren't available, uh, but kettlebells were, so I just stocked up on those, I was like, well, you know what, this is what we'll use, Uh, and so I've got a bunch of kettlebells, not a lot of experience on how to use them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I found his workouts on YouTube. I like them. Um, they're designed for guys in their 30s and 40s. Uh, as he puts it, you want to look good, feel good, and F good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, they're, they're short workouts. They take like 15, 20 minutes. Um, but they're, they're really intense and uh, learning new movements. And so that's exciting for me um, to be like, oh, I'm learning new things that I've not done before and uh, getting really good results with it. Um, you move quickly from one exercise to the next, so you're getting a cardio effect, uh, but you're also lifting weights, you know? Okay. So uh, it's been good for me. I've been liking it. Uh, it's messing with my head, though. Um, I like being big, so to speak. Yep. Um, and, and when I was fluffy with with a sweatshirt on, you know, I'm like, wow, I look jacked, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, now I've lost some uh, size. It's funny, my weight hasn't actually changed that much. Uh, this morning I was two hundred pounds post poop, um, <laughs> so that you know. So I've lost two pounds, but I think I, I've lost more than that. But I've also gained muscle. Okay, uh, that's why my weight hasn't fluctuated. Okay, but, uh, but my size has gone down. So when I'm in a sweatshirt or t-shirt, I don't fill it out as much. Mm-hmm. But I do look better. With no shirt on, when I look in the mirror, you know I'm like, okay, like you know what, this is, you know, it's a it's a mental
0: game. Yeah, um, you you feel presentable. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. 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 Uh, so I guess uh, we are. This is pretty much the end of February, so. March, so we're pretty much all done with pay-per-views in regards to WWE before WrestleMania. Yeah, yep. So on, the, But there is a pay-per-view for AEW next month, correct?
1: Yeah, not even next month. Next, Well, I guess technically next month because it's in March, but it's next right.
0: week. Next, Yeah, next week. Next, week, uh, next Sunday. Yep. So, uh, looking forward towards it?
1: Um, I think so. Uh, <laughs> which, if you've got nothing going on, please feel free to come over if you want to watch
0: definitely Sunday it's Sunday nice nice yeah yep nice and uh cause,
1: cause yeah it's uh I think it's gonna shape up to be a pretty decent card um CM Punk against MJF in a dog collar match okay uh so that should be interesting
0: uh
1: Adam Cole Bay Bay against uh Hangman Page for the AEW title
0: okay uh, okay, okay
1: there's going to be a triple threat match for the AEW tag titles, which is really weird to me. Uh, I don't know if, you know, like, so I only watch AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage. Mm-hmm. I don't watch Being the Lead. I don't watch Dark or Elevation. So okay. I don't know if I missed something. <laughs> but they were just like, oh, like, AEW Revolution, it's going to be a triple threat match for the tag title. And we're going to have two matches to determine who the two teams are. That that will face the tag champs, right? And to me, that was really weird to be like, "Why are you making it a triple threat match randomly?" You know, (laughs) 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 and then filling in the blanks. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) man. (laughs) So uh, I'm curious to see where that goes. Okay. Um, Right now, the tag champs are Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy.
0: Jurassic Uh, Express.
1: Yes. Yep. Jurassic Express. Without
0: Marco Stunt.
1: Without Marco Stunt, who uh, <laughs> his contract, I believe, has come and gone.
0: But would he do something similar like uh, Drake um, in regards to work in like the behind scenes with them or no?
1: I don't think so. I think uh, Marco Stunt is uh, just just done with the company.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, he's, he's was he been... big was he was he big in the Indies before? Cause I never heard of him until I saw him on Ew like.
1: He wasn't big on the indies. He he did, like, uh, Joey Janella runs uh, these shows every year called Spring Break. Okay. And uh, Marco Stunt, like, did some big spot on one of them and became viral.
0: Oh, okay. So, it also, he's, he wasn't originally a wrestler?
1: No, he was. He, he was oh, a wrestler, okay. but it was, like, he did, like, a big spot. But, like, no one knew who Marco Stunt was. Okay. And, and then he did, like, something crazy uh, on one of these shows, and it went viral. Mm-hmm and uh you know the right place right time right people kind of situation what next thing you know he had a job wow that's crazy yo yeah yep it was all all a matter of timing he, he went viral like a month or two before AEW became a thing and so when they were looking around like well what's hot <laughs>
0: they're like <laughs> <laughs> wow wow well i mean he had a nice ride then because he was on aw <laughs> for what two years Two, three years,
1: I think, yeah, because it started in 2019.
0: And did he have any matches, like, in-ring matches, or was he pretty much the, like, the, the not mascot, but, like, the third <laughs> person up, like, he, he wasn't a valet, you know, like, so what, what, like, what was his role? Up? Yeah, I, I, I feel
1: like mascot's a good thing.
0: Mascot, are, does not sound too demeaning?
1: I don't think so, but I, <laughs> right? I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I just yeah. Be,
0: yeah, I just want to, you know, be respectful, but that's sort of, uh, that's wild though, I mean, good for him though.
1: Yeah, absolutely, good for him getting a you know three year run. Um, I'm not gonna hate on it. No, nah. uh, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan, um, but I never never want anyone to not make money. So if you get a, you exactly. got an opportunity to make money, do your thing. Yeah,
0: but... yeah exactly. Uh, okay, all right, but uh, yeah, so Jurassic uh, Express current champs.
1: Yeah, yep. They're the current champs. uh, And I know so far in that match is also going to be Red Dragon. um, The team of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Okay. And then, um... I don't know if... I haven't watched Rampage yet from this week. Okay. So I don't know if they put the third team in there yet or if that'll be decided on Dynamite.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I've got a feeling that it will be the Young Bucks. Okay. And... uh, I, I have to assume that somehow there will be some friction and rifting between Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, AEW, that one thing they're really good at, mm-hmm. um, but it's frustrating because you've got to really be watching. Yep. Um, they, they do some good storytelling and uh, I, don't, I don't know what you call it, but like when you plant seeds for things. Yep. Uh, so they do a good job with that. So when Red Dragon showed up with Adam Cole... Um, you know the Bucks were pretending to be happy, but like you could also see in their face that they weren't. You know, they're like, "Who's this other tag team now?"
0: You know. And, um, so FTR is not in this uh, triple that triple threat,
1: unless they got in on Friday.
0: Okay. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. This seems odd that you know.
1: Okay. All right. <clears throat> yeah, FTR really hasn't been around the tag title scene.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: They had, their, they had their brief run with it. Very yep. brief. Really? Uh, How
0: long was their run?
1: I feel like three, four months. It wasn't very long.
0: Yeah. That's crazy because I see them as the most legit other than, you know, my team with the Bucks, I see them as, like, the most, like, legit. Like, if you want to a tag team, if you want to put a belt behind them and throw them to the television media and, you know, pick up new fans, I think they're, like, one of the... You know, the best blueprints of tag team wrestling. You know what I mean?
1: I agree. Actually, I agree wholeheartedly.
0: Yeah, which I'm surprised they're not really thrust in that spotlight like they should be. No. Because they, they I was digging them as a revival in, you know, uh, WWE when they were on NXT. I was really digging them. Then they, you know, once they got pulled up to the main roster, they had that main roster curse that everybody does from NXT. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sort of, you know, just became. You know, lost in the sauce. So I was like, oh, "All right, to go with AEW, they should hopefully be get the respect that they deserve." Now it seems like it's somewhat similar situation, it's
1: not as bad. Okay, but uh but a little bit. And I have yeah. to wonder. Yeah. Um. And Jim Cornette's the one that planted the seed in my head, but I'm like, okay. it kind of makes sense. Okay. Um. I mean, young did the young bucks. You know, bring FTR in there, give them the little run. And then I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, the Bucks were the ones that beat FTR for the tag belts. Yep. W- was that to be like, we're actually the guys?
0: Like, you know? <laughs> uh, nah, that just seems counterproductive for business purposes.
1: For business purposes, yes. But for ego purposes, I'm like, oh, I kind of get it.
0: Yeah, but everybody knows that the, the Bucks are pretty much solidified with AEW. Like, that's their baby, basically.
1: Yeah, but why not? You know, establish that to the whole world. Be like, oh, like you know, we we told you guys, like
0: we're the guys.
1: Mm, I don't know.
0: Like, what's the end game on that?
1: <laughs> that I don't know.
0: Yeah, see, like, <laughs> if you hurt in your pockets just for some like pride purposes, that seems very counterproductive.
1: Wouldn't be the first time.
0: Well, now nah, I can see if you get the world be, of wrestling. You, nah, well, like, all right. So, you know, with the whole... When Triple H was, you know, a champion and, like, just him projecting himself in the spotlight. In in regards to that, he helped his, uh, you know, his wallet because, A, it kept him in the the public eye. And when you're having, like, top uh, uh, championship matches, that helps your budget. You know what I'm saying? That helps you make, you know, buku dollars.
1: Triple H is a great example of, you know, you know, this is, I think there's just one off the top of my head. Other people may come up with others, but I mean, he he should have lost to Booker T at WrestleMania. What's WrestleMania? Uh, I think it was WrestleMania 22, but I could be wrong on that. But they had built this whole storyline of Triple H being like, people like you don't win titles and stuff like that. Okay, <laughs> uh, it was very mildly racist.
0: <laughs> oh jeez!
1: And then Triple H won the match, and it's like, wait a minute, like.
0: Oh yeah, there was no, uh, no, no. There was there was no endgame because I take, so Booker didn't get no, um, no, no kickback after that. No. So that feud pretty much was almost just done right after that pin.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, and it's like, well, see, yeah, that's more space that's space more space to space. Um, then yeah, Booker book got to stand up then in regards to that to be like we gonna have to make some changes
1: <laughs> here's the thing though I mean you gotta say that to the boss's son-in-law
0: oh so uh, he was already married to Steph oh yeah yep this was oh, during oh, Evolution oh, okay okay alright alright yeah I can see you on that one then but yeah you know so it's a it's a tough spot true but if you, like, running the company and trying to stop your dollar, that just seems weird.
1: It does. But um,
0: I, guess, I I guess with Triple H, since he wasn't running the company, he's still one of the boys. He's still a contractual wrestler, so he got to look out for himself. But, like, if you, like, you know, started up this promotion, you and, you know, several other wrestlers, like, this it seems weird to, like, hold down other wrestlers just for your own, you know... Pride.
1: well and my my thought on that and I guess we'll see it's gonna be tough for me to really say until we find out if this whole thing with Cody Rhodes is a work or not yeah
0: what's going on with this with
1: that um so Cody recently said when when asked about uh leaving AEW and going to WWE he said no he left so he could be a stay-at-home dad which all of us know is not true uh, yeah, oh, okay. they had a, uh, they had a uh, kid well, sometime last year.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, you don't need is, to quit a company to do that. You could just take a sabbatical or leave, you know, and then still come back.
1: Right, right. You know, and so that's why it's, well, you know, it's Cody. He's, you know, he's, he's being a worker. Okay, uh, okay. But it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, if he shows up on WWE number one, that that changes the landscape of things on a few levels.
0: What do you mean, break it down?
1: Because, um, I mean, he was an executive vice president of AEW.
0: And so Does that title me, have weight to it, or is it just a title?
1: Well, that's where I'm going with this, actually. So I'm glad you glad you asked that.
0: Um, if he goes to WWE, I'm going to yes. say
1: it's just a title. Okay. And in, in which case, that means the Bucks, who are also executive vice presidents, like they, If it's just a title, well, then, yeah, they, they're going to have to look out for their best interests as wrestlers. Right. Um, and from all the rumors and everything going on from Dave Meltzer and everything else, it sounds like at this point, like the, the Bucks, Kenny and Cody, who were all brought in as executive vice presidents at this point, yeah. it sounds like they just have those titles because okay. um, when they were brought in Kenny was running the women's division the Bucks were running the tag division Cody was working with singles and young guys and Cody also did a lot of other stuff like with uh, behind the scenes uh, charity work and things like that
0: okay uh,
1: it sounds like Tony Khan actually it doesn't even sound like Tony Khan himself has said he fully took it over the women's division <laughs> um, <laughs> and which were the best uh, clearly, I think when you look at early AEW, it was a lot of you know young Japanese girls um, and Nyla Rose, uh, and you know now you look at it and it's a much better, more rounded women's division. Yep. Um, so I think yeah, Tony Khan taking that over from Kenny Omega was definitely for the best. Um, and I think it sounds like Tony Khan also just kind of took over all the wrestling aspect of things. Okay. Um, and so. You know that that does leave those four guys as
0: just wrestling talent. Um, so they didn't come in with any um, funding with the promotion, no any no investments, not at all. Really, because I thought this yeah. whole thing originated from the Bullet Club situation from Japan. You know, then the BTE you know situation that they brought over here to the states, and then you know Blaze blah, blah promotion started up because they had to get in touch with Tony to. You know
1: Tony got it, in touch with them
0: Oh really Oh I see I thought it was the other way around
1: Tony's been wanting to run A wrestling company For years apparently Really Yes
0: So how come we uh, never heard His name until Now
1: Cause he Didn't have the pieces To that puzzle Ah Okay all right. So so what happened, it sounds like, um, and there's even, uh, there, lately they've been, uh, I've seen a few clips online of footage yep. of Tony Khan in the crowd at uh, some indie shows and some New Japan stuff, uh, huh. just looking like a mark. Uh, <laughs> and uh, But it sounds like what had happened was, you know, Tony Khan's wanted to do a wrestling company for years. Oh, um, okay. he, he got became friends with someone at TBS uh, through the football connection. Right. Um, and then Jericho was a free agent.
0: Keep on saying about you, Chris, he was a uh, part of the inception of uh, AEW, AEW as well.
1: Yeah. But he wasn't, he was just talent always.
0: Right, right, right.
1: But, uh, but yeah, with him being a free agent and him having those matches in Japan, um, that started opening the door for some things. Uh, and him and Tony got in conversations, Tony and Cody had conversations, Tony and the Bucks, and Tony and Kenny. And it sounds like basically, from everything I've put together, just from listening to other people talk about it, yep. um, Tony was like, Well, I've got my start in five, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> we, we can do this. You
0: know? uh, I like how um, you uh, said that,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: yeah. So, yeah, he was trying to get his uh. 72 uh Chicago Bulls, 72 win Chicago Bulls uh start starting lineup, huh?
1: Yes. Yep.
0: And uh
1: Eddie did that and started the company.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, so be so really it would be interesting to see where this whole Cody situation ends up then, like you were saying, you were saying originally, because this really was set a precedent in regards to who, you know, what is what, you know, with the AEW. Now, are you a fan of uh, AEW now picking up all these wrestlers now, or do you think they should, like, chill at the moment?
1: That's a tough since, one.
0: Since we, you know, initially stated that, you know, Cesaro is a, a free agent, and probably leaning towards them, if I had to guess. Uh, but, yeah.
1: That's a really tough one. The uh, The issue, they don't have enough guys that are over to, like... Uh, And I'm trying to think of how to word this. Yep. I'm going to use Keith Lee as the example. Okay. Um, And and we'll see how he gets booked going forward. Um, So far, they're booking him very strong.
0: Okay. Um,
1: And they they said, you know, WWE completely missed the boat on him. Okay. Now, that means that you've got to book him strong and presumably to a title. Because otherwise how did WWE miss the boat You know.
0: <laughs> ah I got you I got you
1: <laughs> and, and so they I think if they were to sign Cesaro they would say the same thing WWE completely missed the boat on him
0: ah, really true. cause he I thought I thought he pretty much hit his his peak oh I'm not uh yeah I'm I'm saying what AEW would be saying oh if, if they I, was signed gonna, I was gonna say cause him and uh what's his face as the bar exam was pretty pretty dope for the time being
1: Yes, no, I agree. But a lot of the indie fans and things wanted to see Cesaro do better. Oh, okay. Um, hey, more, hey
0: they, should, they should pair him up and Keith Lee to have a, a a feud.
1: I think that would be a
0: mistake. Well, on the mic, yes. In ring, I don't think so.
1: Oh, in ring, be great matches.
0: Hey. but
1: who, who you know, which somebody has to
0: win. Right. Yeah. Somebody got to be face. Somebody got to be heel
1: not not just that but by like coming out of it like someone's got to win someone's got to lose
0: yeah but they've done that in the past with superstars like rivalries with like rock and stone cold or or, or uh... but
1: those guys were both over
0: already oh you're talking about okay well i mean cesaro has a, has a following from the we so he should in aw technically be automatically over
1: only if he's... he's a, but here's the thing, if the yep. argument is he wasn't booked right in WWE... Yep. The only thing you could do is book him to a championship because anything less than that isn't really any different than what he did in WWE. Yeah,
0: well, a championship doesn't mean you have to be... It doesn't mean you're not over. It can also mean TV time.
1: Yes, but it's gotta be worthy TV time. Like... You know, he's got to. All right, matches. so you're
0: talking about more like towards the end of a, of a card than the uh, opening match. Right. Gotcha.
1: And I think they've got too many guys.
0: get open guys matches.
1: Not, well, that just fall in the category of oh, like should be used better. Okay. Um, and, and so I think that's where the problem comes in. Okay. Um, you've got guys like Andrade. Um,
0: yeah, he got lost in his sauce.
1: Yeah. Yep. You know and that's. Yeah, he
0: he he was more prevalent with uh, the WWE.
1: Right. You know. So so yeah. Um. I I think even Malachi Black, who gets a lot of TV time, and he's in a yep. tag team now. Yeah. But like he's not really being pushed. You know. Think, yeah. His
0: for... gimm- when he was alistair Black in NXT was much. His feud with um Velveteen was super dope. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you know? a-
1: a- and that's where AEW, I think, is going to run into a problem. A- and if they, if they have, I, I actually think for me, they've already run into this problem because yes. I, have had a couple episodes now where I've watched and I'm like, "You've got like the NXT roster, <laughs> but no, isn't as good as theirs
0: was." Uh now why is that?
1: I don't know, and that's the the part I don't know how to fix it.
0: Do you think because? Tony is looking at all these, you know, uh, acquisitions as all these big name talents from the other promotion, but not formulating them to uh, set roles. Like yeah. NXT, it was like, like you said, the, the originating NXT was very controlled, very, you know, but it was very system run. This one just seems like, all right, you guys are big names. You have like a big indie fan fan base uh so we're just gonna let you do your thing to you know make the the you know indie fans you know very happy uh in regards to that
1: yeah i, I think you're, you're on to something there you know
0: that promotion has one system base, and the other one is just have have at it do your own thing do your own thing not uncontrolled but it's just more like let the wrestlers just take it from there
1: no i think you're right, right. um you know and i so i think because of that yeah you're not getting as good of a product
0: so then, if that's the case, is that gonna hurt? Segwaying back to E3 thing, uh, controlling your own narrative. If you don't have a system in place, and you not is anarchy, but some some somewhat similar way, you not there's not a controlled environment. Like, is that gonna also hurt that as well? Like, I
1: think they I think they will have a controlled environment there. Yeah, gotcha. uh,
0: just based on the stuff I've seen so far. Yep,
1: it, it all fits the same.
0: Okay, okay. So, in uh, essence, then people always dog, you know, events and companies saying they don't know what they're doing, they're misusing talent, which it, I somewhat do agree with uh, some of the times that guys do get misused. But in the long scheme, of things like just the WWE, like you said in the past, there's a certain way of wrestling WWE style compared to the Indies, but their way actually does somewhat work. It's not all bad with their system.
1: Yeah, it's um and i think the sweet spot probably was the attitude era where okay. you had the wwe system the wwe way
0: i was yeah same i was I also add the ruthless aggression era too
1: yeah i'll add that in there for sure um because yeah you had the wwe system the wwe way but you let the talent be like the best of their creative abilities
0: right but then also too i guess it helps like do you think aew had the same right like because doesn't Vince had Hollywood writers, do you think if AEW had those those same writers, do you think that would help them? I do not. Okay.
1: I don't think the Hollywood writers are are what helps. If anything, I think that's why WWE has
0: declined. So, Um, who was writing back in the late 90s, early 2000s? Pat Patterson. Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He did that all by himself?
1: No, not all by himself. You, You had a bunch of collective old school wrestling minds.
0: Oh, and that was during the Russo era too.
1: Yeah, yep, the Russo era, and and Russo for what you want to say about him, or what yep. anyone would want to say about him. Yeah, um, he's very creative, and I think you know, I, I think the attitude era showed you. You put a creative person in the WWE system, so now yep. there's limits to it. Yeah, so you put it with creative talent or good yep. talent. You, yep. you get the best of everything. Uh, uh, that's why when Russo went to WCW and they just let him run wild, you get Judy Bagwell on a pole match, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much. Well, who's writing the Nitro during '99, early 2000 when they were beating out Raw? I'm in '98, '99. Well, no, '97 to '99. That's when I, I, I think
1: Bischoff uh, was doing most of that. And really? This, but it, it became like a committee of like Bischoff. You had Bischoff, Flair, Hogan. Nash, like all those guys contributing.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, so basically, like you said, old school wrestlers. So is that, so AEW's problem then basically they don't have any old school guys that can help reel everything in?
1: Well, that's what's crazy to me. I'm like, they have the, the people there to do it. They've <laughs> yeah, got, you got Jericho.
0: They've
1: yeah, yeah, got Jim Jericho, Arn Anderson,
0: yep. Tully, Tully. Blanchard. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, they've got old school i'm even going to throw in christian and mark henry
0: oh yeah i forgot christian's over there yeah yep um, so you've got
1: the guys with the knowledge and everything to 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 do that but i don't <laughs> I, from what i understand like when it first started like jr got a lot of flack because they, they felt he was too old school okay and i think if that's true i think where they're going wrong is by, like, just shutting it out altogether. It's like, oh, you need to have some of that.
0: Yeah, sprinkle, you will have to do 100% what he says, but at least sprinkle at least, like, 30%, 30%, right. you know what I'm saying? And then take another, you know, percentage from such and such. So it's not all under, you know, one umbrella.
1: Right. And uh, I, I think, and this is just me speculating. I have no idea. I haven't heard this anywhere. Yep. But I think Tony Khan probably, and this is why, because at first you had all these voices, Kenny Omega, The Bucks, Cody, JR, Chris Jericho, you know? Yep. I think Tony Khan probably shut everyone out, like, because it was too many voices. Like, and <laughs> too, too many different directions.
0: Ah, uh, which can hurt. Which can hurt.
1: Right. So I think that's why Tony Khan just shut everyone out. It's like, I'll just do it myself.
0: Okay. So well, I mean, he does he does have the final say. Similar like Vince does. Like Vince will take. Ideas, but then pretty much he'll like, if he doesn't like it, he'll change it at the last minute and then go from there.
1: Right, right.
0: What and you uh, see more nowadays than I imagine he did previously when the ratings were at like sky high. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, like, so like Pat Patterson to so like probably like, nah, this is not how we should do all, oh, like even because it wasn't like Slaughter at one point, and then like, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. So, like, and you know, he probably had the old, the old school vets be like, all right, we, we can. Compromising a happy medium,
1: right? You know, and what you had old school vets that understood good wrestling. Yep, and they also understood Vince McMahon.
0: Right, and so yes, exactly. Because uh,
1: I've heard Cornette talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cornette was talking about when uh, Adam Cole went to AEW, mm-hmm. and uh, they said uh, it was a pitch for Adam Cole to be a manager at WWE. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Cornette was like because you don't have anyone there. He's like, that's that's coming from Vince. Cornette's like, Vince sees the small guy a- and doesn't know anything else to do with him. Like, he's probably right. getting told, like, oh, he's got a lot of charisma, blah, blah, blah. Vince is going to care how he wrestles.
0: Right.
1: So Vince is going to say, small guy, a lot of charisma. We should make him a manager. Cornette's like, that's the problem is you don't have anyone there that knows how to talk to Vince and say, oh, Vince, like... Let me tell you about this guy. He reminds me a lot of Roddy Piper or Shawn Michaels. Ah. And then Vince will immediately, you know, have something he knows and understands.
0: Ah, that he can use it, use it as a reference point. Right. Okay. Okay, yeah. So, you, yeah, you, it's the way that you present you, uh, present them, basically. Right.
1: Yeah, Vince like interesting...
0: Huh. wiring in his brain then.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, he does.
0: <laughs>
1: well, his world has been so isolated for years. True. Um, you know, I, I love, you know, hearing the Vince McMahon stories and the things where it's like, um, I went to uh, see Bruce Pritchard uh, do stand, not stand up, but just tell stories, you know? Yes. Yeah. And well, the stories he told one time was how uh, Vince called the cable company because his TV wasn't working. And uh, he was like, you know, I don't want to do any steps. Like, just get someone out here. <laughs> and they came. The problem was the batteries in his remote was dead.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, <Yo>, that's crazy. <laughs> right? But
1: Fitz McMahon's, you know, his world is so isolated. Like, he's not even going to go to that, think of that. He's just get someone out here to fix it. And he gave the guy a $100 tip. Like, <laughs> you know.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's very, very interesting to see, you know, it's going to see how things go forward uh, with AEW and I guess, you know, with WWE. If, uh, what so I'm so curious what's going to happen when Vince bows down, if he ever does, and then see how that,
1: yeah, it's going to uh, be handled. <laughs> I'm very curious about that because, uh, you know, in the early days, it was always like, oh, Shane will take over the company. Yep. Uh, but then it became clear that that wasn't going to happen. Yep. but it was like oh Stephanie and Triple H will take over the company and, yep. and with the great work that Triple H was doing in NXT like it all seemed like oh like this is, makes
0: perfect sense and it's gonna yep. be how it goes ah oh, man but
1: now it seems like that's not going to happen
0: you know? <laughs> so many question marks so many question marks yes and then with you know AEW hopefully they can reel in it seems like they got too many chefs in the kitchen uh, yeah uh, I was like
1: well a combination of too many and not enough <laughs>
0: Yeah, which is weird. Right. <laughs> There's no happy medium. Yeah. <laughs> uh man. Uh well, yeah, we'll see what happens uh going forward. Um trying to see any other news uh in the world of wrestling. Do you know any uh anything that popped up?
1: Um let's see. This this past week anything do- Oh, uh AEW had three new signings. Who? Uh, Buddy Murphy.
0: Oh, so that's who, official. Uh,
1: yep, it's official. He is all elite. Uh, he debuted on Dynamite this past week.
0: So he still kept the Buddy
1: name, yes. Uh, he's Buddy Matthews now, actually. I'm just...
0: Okay, instead Buddy Murphy, he didn't want yeah. folks to forget who he was, right? Right, you know, <laughs> like, I've never seen this guy before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, we so was the first one Buddy Matthews. Yep. Um, and then who was the other one? I'm like, someone else showed up on Dynamite and now I can't even think of who it was Uh, you know what doesn't matter for now uh, I'll I'll think of it later Okay. Uh, but then the third name who has not showed up on Dynamite yet but it has been confirmed that he signed with AEW was uh, Swerve
0: oh okay Okay. you think uh, Tony would buy the rights for Shaka Khan
1: I hope so <laughs> I, I hope so, because I mean that that entrance is everything.
0: I know you uh, told me in the past uh, you were in attendance uh, when he had his uh, uh, a hardcore match. Uh, that that yes. music brought the stadium, the arena, to his feet.
1: Yes, and I mean, we're talking a bunch of old-school, hardcore, you know, white dudes with beards and barbed wire, (laughs) like, signs, (laughs) like, you know?
0: Now, all right, so now we got, uh, uh, is it not Jeremiah, but what's his first, uh, Swerve's first name? Uh,
1: Shane, Shane, Shane Swerve. Yeah, in WWE, he was Isaiah.
0: Isaiah, that's, Uh, yeah, I was confused with Jeremiah, but yeah, but Shane Shane Different
1: Strickland, books of
0: the bible yeah, yeah exactly uh shane strickland um yeah. okay so is he do you think he's gonna get lost and sauce similar how like low-key they they brought in um uh uh uh, uh, uh what's homeboy's name from roh um j lethal yes is that gonna be a similar situation
1: i don't see how it's not
0: Like, cause Jay Leto actually has more prestige behind his name in regards to title, you know, belt wearing and being the face of a promotion and not as much in regards to, you know, uh, Shane. No no disrespect on him, but his face is pretty much covered up as Killshot and Lucha Underground, so people really know who (laughs) I'm saying. So that's why I'm just so surprised.
1: Yeah, and that's where, you know, talking earlier about, like, I I think it's a mistake. You know, I get you. Got to sign the best talent you can. Yeah, but you get to a point where you don't have anything to do with them, and then it's yep. like, well, well, now what? You
0: know? Yeah, because um, isn't Jay been in a tag team with a, a, a Sunny Kiss for like the past six months? Jay Lethal? Yeah.
1: If he has, it's all been on darker elevation.
0: Yeah. Right? Well, exactly. Uh, I've seen, Yeah, I've seen um, uh, like flyers online that of uh, AEW Dark that they've been tagging like as of late.
1: So, so there you go. I mean, number one, like he's not on the main shows because I'm like I haven't seen him other than his like match with Ricky Starks. Like
0: that's crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, you know that's a talent like Jay Lethal, and a yeah. guy like Jay Lethal who's around our age. Like, yeah, you want to use him now? <laughs> like, yeah,
0: you know? you're not. And, and, he has, and like you see, he's been through several promotions. Our age. Uh, yeah. uh, impact, I mean, everybody can't everyone. forget about Black Machismo, uh,
1: right? I was just gonna say, everyone knows that. Like, all his
0: time. uh infamous promo, uh, up against you know Ric Flair when they were doing Flair versus Flair,
1: yes, yes,
0: you know. But like I said, so if I was Shane Strickland, like, am I worried that I'm gonna get lost in the sauce?
1: I mean, how do you not get worried about that? I, I feel like everybody there should be worried about that, Keith Lee, um, even like again I'm like if they don't push him to a title he, he's,
0: what's you know well, does it have to be main title or can it be like another title
1: it could be the TNT title that's okay. fine
0: okay but, but he like, has to have some gonna... sort of metal around his waist
1: I, I think so like he, they need to say like this is a top guy because otherwise what is it you know what I mean
0: yeah to legitimize him right but it doesn't okay. have to be instant like they can build him up to be that underdog for at least you know like a year or so right
1: they, they can build
0: him, yes.
1: but they don't have, and here's the problem, as funny as this is going to sound, they don't have <laughs> enough talent to get people over, and this is where, because they're trying to get everybody over.
0: All at the same time? Right. Uh, and,
1: and that's where I think they're running into the problem, and it's like, uh, yeah, you can have all these talented guys, but like you need to establish.
0: Yeah, only one, they can only it's Highlander, there can only be one? Right. what so right. for the time being.
1: Yeah, for the time being. And you know, and then you build others. And, yeah. Uh, you know, right now they're trying to build hangman to, to be that guy. And, and I I it's funny. Um, I'm a big Hangman Page fan. I, I like his work. Yep. I uh, I don't think he should be the AEW champion. Okay. But I see what they're doing and I can respect and appreciate it. Okay. They're they're building Hangman as that underdog fighting champion who's gonna take on all comers. Okay. And their thought, I think, is we're going to build him to be the guy. Okay. But, like, your company's too new. Right. You need to have the guy that's the guy right now. Right. And I think that's Danielson.
0: Okay. Okay. <clears throat> and then after Danielson, who would you pass the baton to?
1: See, I would have Danielson run, well... <sighs> That's a tough one, because I think after him, I would go Adam Cole. Okay. Because I'm like, Adam Cole is like the most over guy in the company. Okay. Um, but I, I would, while all that's happening, and, and what's great to me, Danielson's already established. You don't need to build him. Right. You can bring him in on day one. He just main evented WrestleMania last year. Like, right. So you, you can bring him in on day one and right. be like, this is the guy. Right. Everyone right. will get it.
0: Yeah,
1: And while doing that, you build Adam Cole up, you then have him be the guy. And while all that's happening, you you're, you keep doing everything you're doing with Paige. You have all the same matches, but just okay. he's not the champion. Uh, but you build him up while all that other stuff's happening.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, which wrestlers in your mind can be over without the belt in AEW?
1: A bunch can. Okay. But they've got to establish like a tier and hierarchy. And That's what they're not doing, they're trying to get everybody over at once.
0: But it, well, I mean, it worked in the add to era pretty much mid card up to the the top tier were pretty much all over,
1: yeah. But they had already,
0: like, everybody had like their own t shirts of it practically.
1: Oh, totally, but they they had already established like a top tier, right? And so then everyone came up to that, like, well, I mean,
0: well, all right, well, remember, uh, uh, all right, so, um, let's look like D-Lo, D-Lo Brown, like. He didn't need to have a world-run heavyweight title to still have TV time and people still, you know, know who he was and get pops and cheers, whatever the case might be. He was able to play his position and excel at that position. And it wasn't like a high position. He was, you know, mid-card, open a match.
1: Oh, yes, but their top tier was so top that your mid-tier is going Uh to be, you know, higher than your average mid-tier.
0: Yeah, but I guess, but even like... With like a late nights and when it was like Shotgun Saturday night, I would still be entertained throughout the matches and I have like this was before too cool even for me, be like too hot with you know Brian Christopher and Sean uh, Scott Taylor against like well I, I well, that was the time they had like Handsome talent but yes still the, the case may be like even like if I saw like them I would still love the match if I saw like uh, uh, like an Al Snow match like you know what I'm saying like. Everybody was still over but they weren't like propelled to be a main title run or top tier run
1: no because Jeez. your top tier was already established uh-huh and that's the difference so in AEW, they're trying yep. to establish everybody as top tier
0: oh so that's what they're okay okay yeah i got you now I like got if they're you.
1: trying to be like orange cassidy is just as good as adam cole or chris jericho it's like but he's not
0: I got gotcha. you. be I gotcha. a great
1: top-level mid-carder, like a D-Lo Brown, like an Al Snow,
0: you yep. know? Yeah, um, or, but, or like, like Val Venus, or, yeah. I mean, or, or like, uh, like, when you think about it's funny, in retrospect, like, with that whole, like, European title, like, it's pretty much like a fluffer title, but, like, it still had, like, prestige to, like, it felt like those matches on the pay-per-views were, like, you know, worthwhile to see who's going to be the European champ, even the hardcore yeah. champ, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But Not so much was,
1: Established Like what the tiers were
0: Yeah Yeah Well Alright well hopefully uh, Yeah Hopefully Tony Khan Could establish That tier for us And then work Everybody else's You know Because then you have to the to employees You know Say like I want to leave now You know
1: You might But like You, you know to, to use a WWE phrase You got to do What's best for business
0: Exactly yeah exactly and do you think today's generation of wrestlers are they all about business all about self
1: i think they're all about self i don't think they know anything about business ah okay all right
0: well you think with events we'll you know show them but i guess that's not gonna work these days there's a little more entitlement i guess
1: (laughs) yeah more entitlement. just uh different mentality all around i feel like from wrestlers fans um, you know, now you've got the internet, so you get a very vocal minority. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. Um, but hey, what what do I know? Like I'm you know, I'm sitting here in my garage, you know, talking talking to you about it. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you never know. You still got time to do your uh, your own promotion. <laughs>
1: that will never happen. I, I can say that.
0: You don't want, you don't have to deal with wrestlers. <laughs> no, dope. Uh,
1: you know, uh, a creative position might be intriguing to me. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, I would love but, to like you know do, be like a like a booker. You know, yeah. do, do, do matches. That'd be definitely be dope. Uh, but yeah, I can see the headache of actual running uh, running the actual motion
1: Exactly. Unless
0: everybody was on the same page,
1: right? which is almost never going to (laughs) happen I've got to say you got one yeah well and I was going to say NCW I've got to say as far as wrestling companies go they are probably the best company I've ever been a part of to uh, have everybody on the same page okay but with that being said like I I don't think they always make the best decisions
0: for business
1: okay Uh, they have
0: they've had great events though that I've Saw in the past, I always enjoyed watching their shows.
1: No, definitely, I I agree with that. Um, but but yeah, sometimes I think you know, for the sake of keeping peace in the locker room, like they Mm -hmm. they may not do what's best for business, it's but well, but it's what's best for the locker room and best for everybody to be happy. Yeah, there's something to be said for that,
0: but yes, yeah, because not everybody's gonna be happy, right? You know, Um, all right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Well, I guess uh, to you know wrap up this show. Uh, what is your inspirational motto on the water jug?
1: Uh, the inspirational motto on the water jug. Actually,
0: let me go see. Yep.
1: Bike uh... <laughs> is just here in the other room. There we go. <laughs> Today's water jug says, "Oh, today will be a good day."
0: Like O'Shea Jackson.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly, yay, Dre.
0: Uh, <laughs> All, <laughs> right, Cole, uh, All right, cool,
1: O'Shea.
0: All right. Uh-huh. So, if you want to take us out on this uh, last Sunday of February,
1: oh wow, this is the last Sunday of February. That's wild. <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's take us out. Take me out to another place. Another, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yes, it's been a uh, lovely chat, my friend. Yes, sir. Uh, is there? This beautiful—it's a sunny Sunday morning over here. Is it sunny over there?
0: It is. Hopefully, melt all this snow.
1: Yeah. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it's a beautiful sunny Sunday morning. Let's take it out. Uh, it's ten thirty Eastern time, which means it is nine thirty Central. So, anybody that uh, wants to check out TD Jake's—he's uh, a pastor. He's got a show on YouTube. Uh, well, actually, by the time anyone's listening to this, it will It'll be over, be all right? It'll be over, but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> for next weekend. People will know exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> actually, that's something I'm excited. Where, uh, we're actually going to go check him out once we're uh, in Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, WrestleMania weekend. Uh, we're going to check him out while we're there, but uh, but nice. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I hope everybody enjoys a blessed, beautiful, happy, good Sunday. Uh, Last Sunday of the month going into the month of March. Uh, Mm -hmm. They say, beware the eyes of March. But uh, I'm going to say, let's make March uh, the best month we can make it. Uh, You know, it's the uh, incoming of the spring. So yep. it's time to uh, shed the winter and bring on the beautiful flowers, and we can do that in our personal lives too. Mm-hmm. Shed the baggage, shed the weight, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shed the negativity, mm-hmm. and uh, let's bring in the, the positivity uh, th- this month. On that note, it's been beautiful, it's been fun, y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here, you're listening to us, we appreciate that. We'll take it out like we always do about this time.
0: One.
1: (laughs) Three.